Welcome to the Good Fight Tattoo Podcast. Here's your opportunity to eavesdrop on the conversations and stories that are told in our tattoo studio in London. There will be adult themes and strong language, so listener discretion is advised. With that out of the way, we hope you enjoy the podcast. In this episode, we talk about victim blaming, why Ashley breathes like Darth Vader, and Brexit. Again. Um, but, you know, I, I, I try to remember that it's all relative and... Yeah. It, and probably the people who are spouting a whole load of crap, and you think these are not real problems, they are real problems to that person. Yeah. Um, but doesn't stop them also being, uh, you know, attention-seeking and playing the victim and enjoying it. It shows that they've got probably insecurities or whatever else um, yeah. that makes them do that. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just means they're fucking annoying. This is the thing that... that <laughs> <laughs> true. This is the thing that I, I find difficult, though, is it's like... To have an open discussion and to be able to discuss things and come to a point where it actually helps people, you have to be able to allow people to question things. You have to be able to be able to go, well, look, you know what? Are you? Do you actually? Uh, for, with anxiety, for argument's sake, mm. you need to be able to go, right? Do you actually have a disorder, or are you just quite anxious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And it's one of those things, it's the way that language needs to evolve. It, it, and it happens in, in, all, in all forms of prejudice. You know, the, the, the language that my parents and my grandparents used in regards to anything, even when it comes to, you know, like, well, like homophobia and things. Some, you know, saying oh, poof or whatever, like my, my dad for ages wouldn't have thought twice about that. And he's not homophobic, but yeah. he w- was ignorant. I mean, I've, he's fortunate enough to have... Kids who've <laughs> gone, no, we've yeah. moved on in the world now, Dad. And I think it's the same as that uh, we need to sort of correct ourselves yeah. a little bit. I'm not going to lie. You've chosen the word that I find a funny word. Yeah. <laughs> it's a funny sounding word. It's a funny word. It's a funny sounding word. <laughs> shouldn't be saying it. Shouldn't be using it, especially in a derogatory way. Yeah. But it is a funny sounding word. doing a funny word. Anyway. But Go yeah. on, sorry. Well, no, but I think it's just a point. It's something to to for our generations to pass on to perhaps like the, the younger generations or for them to have already know is that you don't go around saying, I'm depressed, I'm, I've got really bad anxiety and well, unless you actually that. do. We're not yeah. doing that. What we're doing is we're doing exactly the opposite where we're just assuming that everyone who says anything, that that's true. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You know? Really, it needs to be an education to people that they don't say it unless they've actually got it. Yeah, Really? And, and also that that just because someone says something, it's not necessarily true. Yeah, that's it. In all things, yeah. this is, and it's very unpopular to say this, but there are circumstances where people say things that are really fucking out there, really bad about people, and just accuse people of doing things that aren't true. Mm. And this culture that we have of you must believe the victim, because there is a culture of that. I got banned from Tinder because of it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Someone reported me and I I emailed Tinder and was like, okay, so what is it I've done? And they were like, we don't discuss the case, we just believe the victim. And I was like, but that person's lying. So yeah. now what? And they're like, no, you're banned because the, like, they're the victim and we operate a we must believe the victim policy. 
it's a difficult one because I can see, I can hear people listening to this and getting triggered already. <laughs> um, because especially around certain subjects, mm. people being a victim is a very difficult thing to sort of dance around. It is. I mean, I can, I'd say I can see it from, from both sides and to uh, play devil's advocate, I think, um, <laughs> and I, I'm well aware that you've got a, <laughs> the ability to <laughs> change the tattoo if you disagree, but no, I think it's quite um, a male perspective to have. I think from In a what? women's point of view, to, for not victim blaming, because um, I know, especially when it comes to, um, like, well, anything sexual regarding yeah. men and women, it is unfortunately the case that now at the grand old age of almost 28, uh, I don't have many female friends that don't have some sort of story that when they've been when they've been the victim, whether or not it's something as stupid as someone flashing you on the train mm. or or worse, you know, yep. won't go into the details of it. But it's very hard to come out and discuss it. And if there's, you know, the whole Me Too campaign, as kind of annoying and preachy as it sounds, it does serve a really important purpose in making it easier for people to come forward. So, so I think we're talking about two different things. Because I think the Me Too campaign in some ways was great and also in some ways was terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm talking about automatically believing people. The idea of yeah. automatic belief. Well, when it maybe I guess I, I'm I'm with that unless it comes to what automatic belief. No, uh, for not necessarily having automatic belief unless when there's when there's sexual allegations made. I think. I mean, it's a difficult one. It is a difficult one. So to clear up where my point is. My, my very male point. <laughs> uh, no, to clear up my, <laughs> to clear, to clear up my point, right, is that what I think is you don't have to believe a victim of anything, mm. even in circumstances of sexual uh, harassment and sexual allegations. But what you do have to do, and what the law does have to do, is take it seriously. That's the, that's yeah. I think the problem. Like, the, to me, what I see as the problem uh, is that it's not taken seriously. It's not, it's not treated with respect. Like, when people come forward and say, this has happened, yeah. there's, two, there's two, two parts to this. That the police don't really investigate it. They don't really do anything about it. They, don't, they often spend time going, well, look, what were you doing? What was happening? Where so were you? True. Were you wearing a short skirt? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then the second part also is quite often what happens is that people come forward past a point where the police can actually do anything about it. Mm. So you can't actually get any evidence. So there's twofold in that. Mm. So firstly, I think one of the big things is making people come forward straight away and go to a police station within 24 hours of something happening. Yeah. That's so important because then you're much likely, more likely to get a conviction. I think the the way that victims are more often believed because like a big part of the fear of coming is that, that especially from various women I know ex various experiences is that there's a fear of not being believed. So victim believing in those circumstances it, that you know the police are going to believe. But it's not it's not the police's job to believe it. It's no, the police's it's, to prove it it's the police's job to take that to 
treat it seriously, yeah. to then investigate find it to investigate properly. it, yeah. then it's the a, uh, a court's job to find out if it's yeah. if those things are true or not. And so this is the thing, right? The idea of police believing you, to me, whether the police believe you or not, shouldn't matter. What should matter is whether they take you seriously and do all That's the things true. that they're supposed to do. That's true. That's more important. I couldn't give a shit whether the police believe me. Yeah. On if like if I had to go to the police about something, I couldn't give a fuck whether the police yeah. believe me or not. What I give a fuck is whether they take whether it do seriously. Something. Yeah, yeah. I guess in the in terms of like because um, wording is really important. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is definitely. And even like on a smaller scale in terms of Twitter, like with them taking the role of the police on a whatever it, you know is about, whether they're just saying oh someone's being an aggressive troll or whatever it may be, um, that they should have a way to investigate it rather than just believing. There should be a, a you know, a way of viewing messages or whatever that there should re it should require yeah. evidence for them to take action. I guess yeah, that's absolutely. what I'm saying. Yeah. So this is the thing, like with with me being banned from Tinder, mm. I'm banned from Tinder and they didn't do anything to look into it. So mm. I haven't done anything. I haven't. Mm. The person, in what I think, I've got an idea of what I think happened, but I don't want to talk too much because it involves people that can't speak for, yeah, for like sure. speak for themselves yeah, in this yeah. situation, um, and that's unfair on them. So, I think I know what happened, and for me, what happened is someone said something. I called bullshit. Mm. And they didn't like the fact that I'd called bullshit, so they reported me, and they said yeah. something else. They said I'd been doing something else. Which is not fair. That damages lives as well, on, in a, on a grander scale, not perhaps on, you know... Not so much Tinder. on Tinder. I mean, all <laughs> it meant was I just couldn't go on Tinder yeah. anymore and I had to download other dating apps. Because yeah. other dating apps are available. That's <laughs> 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 not to shake when I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. But it's... It, I know it's just uh, like almost a ridiculous example... But it's an example that's that helps to sort of explain my view on believing a victim. Yeah, I you mean, know? I don't think there's anything wrong with requiring evidence. Yes, you know, believe it when you see it, sort of thing. It just so with especially with sexual assault. Like, I've got my own Me Too stories where I've been treated. <laughs> well, I've actually had someone in a situation tell me don't please don't me too this because you've got a large instagram following so i'd rather you didn't me too this and i was like i'd rather you weren't doing this yeah jesus christ um but i don't necessarily think anyone has to believe me no the only thing that i would care is i've never taken there's two two scenarios um that have happened and i would never take either of them to the police because i don't feel the need to mm. but if i did the only thing I would want the police to do would be take it seriously. Yeah. Not believe me to take it seriously. Yeah. And to investigate it properly. You know? Definitely. With my experience with the police in London, um, I mean, it's not to get political now, but, you know, they are <laughs> underfunded and there's, they're so stretched, so thin. But basically what that equates to is, um, <laughs> you know the feeling of being ignored and not having answers and being left in the dark when you do report a crime. And that is awful, whatever the crime may be. And, you know, one friend's family were 
burgled and another friend has something else because someone else I know was mugged. And the way that police have handled it on numerous situations has been a lot of waiting, a lot of waiting around and a lot of not being taken seriously. And as that's, much that's as the, the worst thing to feel alone with whatever you've, you're dealing with. As much as the NWA fan in me wants to shout, fuck the police, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do actually think that there is something to be said for the fact that they do have a really difficult job. I've been yeah. quite anti-police quite a lot of my life um, because I've been treated shit by them mm. regularly, um, <laughs> unfairly, sometimes fairly. Um, <laughs> but There's another story there. <laughs> but like, I do think the older I get, the more I see sort of a more complex discussion on why they're not so good, why the police aren't so Yeah, so good. and they are overworked. It's the same with so many public service jobs. They're, they are way overworked and underpaid and have to deal with the worst stuff yeah. every day. Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. Why can you only breathe out of one nostril? Because when I was a kid, I climbed over a spiked fence when I was playing football, I kicked a kicked a football and it went over the fence. When you and say rather, than going, rather than going through the gate, I climbed over the fence. When it was you like one of them metal fences. Right. It's like the long spikes that are connected together. <coughs> right. And as I climbed over it, I was obviously wearing my football shorts and it caught me. Like my old shorts. boy. Right. Did, wait, caught your knob? Caught my old boy. I was only, oh, I was young, probably eight years old or whatever. Did eight, it injure nine. your knob? Yeah, you saw what you what cut it. I got cut the old cut one of my ball bags open. What <laughs> the yeah. fuck? And obviously, so I'm climbing over, and as I'm climbing over, hang on a minute, I catch wait, it wait. go. Oh, ow. sorry. Wait, hang on a minute. So you're climbing over a fence, a spiked metal fence. Yep. One of those ones that's a bit like where they've got like singular like broom handle width yeah. metal spikes yeah. that it comes up and it points up. Yeah. And you're climbing over that. Yeah. Right. And you've, you've caught one of the spikes on your ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> Through my football shorts. Like under Through the, your so football shorts. So it's gone shorts. up my football short. And, and I've obviously gone to try and, and get down. Couldn't get down and it's caught me nut. It's pierced your nut. Yeah. Yuck. Like, boom, pierced oh. my nut. Oh, fuck. What? Like, you know, I'm young enough that it hurt. That it still hurts. It's, it's still painful. So I've caught my nut. Oh, fuck, what have I done? And I've leant down to look. The spike's gone up my nose. The other, another spike's gone up my nose. The fuck? <laughs> and it's Mate, snapped, how are you not dead? It snapped my septum and pushed my septum over one side. So my right side nostril, the holes, you know, like two mil. Mate, more important, fuck, fuck about why your nose is fucked. <laughs> what about your ball sack? Oh, that healed. That's fine. So, oh, that must be a horrible... Do you remember it? Yeah. Did it? So did it cut it open? Did you see? Yeah, there was your, a hole in it. Did you see your ball sack? Yeah. You, did you my see ball. your ball? I saw my nut in its bag. Oh. But the hole was, you know, like it wasn't big. How big are we talking? Like five pence a piece? No, like like that. How big's that? Oh. A couple of mil, like six mil. I'd say five. Five, five mil. mil. Five mil hole. All right, mate. One Just mil. Come on, fucking hell. <laughs> Is it yeah. what about five mil? <laughs> six mil. <laughs> All right, yeah. fucking hell. And I remember looking down and Accuracy. being like, what? Oh, my God. Once I climbed off and I, I had blood all down my football kit. 
I was wearing. Mate, what a fucking mess. Ah, oh, you say not to get too political, but fuck it, let's get political. <laughs> Where's our fucking tax money going? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where yeah. the fuck is that going? What's that being spent on? MP holiday homes. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's that simple, but somewhat. <laughs> but this is one of the things I think about politics, right? I think we're getting there. We're going to politics, right? Yeah. So <laughs> oh, the, the door's officially open. Yep. Swung that one right open, <laughs> right? I think one of the things I think with the Trump administration and Brexit... Oh, that's busted out the B word. <laughs> it comes up every week. That th I think is brilliant. I think there's, they're both brilliant for different for, for the same reason. They're showing that politics is bullshit. Mm. It's, it's creating something that's burning it all down. And I, what I hope comes from this is a real effort to change how politics works. Because mm. it's fucked. It is. I was having a good conversation with a mate the other day about why the hell don't we have sort of just the basics of how politics works taught in school from you know year seven age we get taught re and geography and things like that but politics is normally only a, an a-level option or it's a, a really good point it should just be part of normal just to actually understand because otherwise you're suddenly able to vote and really with minimal understanding you just sort of most people inherit their parents beliefs or it's a really really good point and i've never thought of it that way why are we not taught that in schools why are you just chucked out and like when you're suddenly the age to vote, you go, oh, it's just totally on me to understand how this works. Yeah. And no one's helped me at all. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. I think, but I think politics in itself is bullshit. I think it's, I don't think it ca is a system that can work. It's party politics yeah. specifically can't work because you're pitting two teams against each other. And when you're competing two teams against each other, they can't have your best interests at heart. Yeah. Because sometimes your best interests are to uh, to collate both of them and to join those two teams, to join forces in what they think, to discuss it and, and take part of one side and part of the other. Yeah. So in which case, party politics means you can't do that, which means it's not for the it can never be for the best for people. Mm. I think. So what I really, really hope is that what comes out of it is a change to politics and how, sounds, it, how it works. That sounds good. Don't it think happens. it's going to happen. No, but it's a nice idea. I well, mean, things do often have to get worse before they can get better, so there's some... Do you know the, the, the people I think it relies on most for it to carry it to, to happen? Mm. Is the youth that were mobilised to, to vote in the last general election. Yeah. The, the, the big important thing is these changes kind of need to be done by the youth. Absolutely. Because they have more length of time to be able to actually force this change through. So what we need is the youth to continue pushing for a change, mm. especially about how it works, to continue pushing, continue, not to stop. And I, I myself, when I was 18... I remember voting, and it didn't go how I wanted. Yeah. And I went, ah, this is all bullshit. I can't be bothered. And then <laughs> didn't vote again until the last general election. I yeah. failed. Well, I mean, I did a similar thing. I was one of the. I was taken in by the Lib Dems. I was very much like, yeah, that all sounds great. 
And uh, then we had this fucking coalition and all that nonsense, and I felt betrayed. <laughs> and then did you not vote again for uh, quite some I didn't time? vote again for a little while, and then I did, because... Because uh, of the B word. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the B word. Yeah. Um, I might do a spin-off podcast just called The B <laughs> the Word. The B Word. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like half an hour of screaming. Just, <laughs> do you know what? At the moment, it could literally just be anything that's happened that week because yeah. it's so week to week as to what's happening yeah you've no no one's got any fucking clue i think it's fascinating i don't think it's going to happen i've been saying it since the day the vote went through that i don't think it's going to happen and i don't think it can happen logistically it's not possible yeah, i mean I've, i'm of a similar mind but i'm too frightened to say it out loud <laughs> it's fine you can say it out loud it's only going to go out on a podcast <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things. You ever have that thing where you you really hope something will happen? You feel like if you say it out loud, you're going to jinx it. Like, yeah, you know, like it's the same reason where after a job interview or something, you don't want to talk about it or you don't tell anyone because you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I'm not even bothered. It's not on my brain at all. <laughs> yeah, I do. I know what you mean. Um, I think that I don't necessarily not want it to happen now. Oh. I voted Remain. I don't necessarily want Brexit to not happen. But, because actually I think there are some benefits to it. I don't think anyone knows enough to really properly no. be able to comment. Oh, that's true. Um, but, I think for the most part it's going to be a fucking struggle if we go through with it, at the moment, not having a real proper convincing plan. Mm. So, what I would like to happen now is I would like a stop put to it, but not a stop put to it 100%. I would like it to be stopped until the government does what they should have done in the first place and figure out what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, how it's going to affect the country with proper, proper research, proper statistics like they should have done in the first place, and then... Once they've figured out a proper f formula of how to g go about it, put that to the EU, ask if the EU would accept that. Mm. Then if the a EU would accept that, take that to Parliament, ask if Parliament would accept that. Once it's then a thing that we know can work and is accepted by all parts, put it back to the country of the people right, and I was hold another say. referendum. Yeah, yeah. But when based everyone's on, informed... Based on proper information. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the thing, I think, especially with uh, talking about youth and getting young people to be interested and informed. Like, the only way they're going to form an opinion is if they actually know what the hell's going on. So yeah. if we can, you can hold it up like a pros and cons list, you know, that, that you know, make it in a more palatable format that they can make their own mind up then they're going to be interested because right now I feel like it's a bit of an anathema to everyone let alone young people who've got more important things to worry about yeah but the, the, the knowledge isn't there there's nothing being talked about on no. certain subjects and how do you expect people to know what to vote like how do you expect this is why we fucking have representative fucking democracy mm. is so that people of this country don't have to know about how things work so that someone else can do it on our behalf mm -hmm. The, the referendum goes against the whole purpose of having a representative democracy. Right, yeah. Defies the point of it. Yeah. Because we don't live in a democracy. People get confused. We don't live in a democracy at all. We live in a representative democracy. We forego our democracy 
for the sake of having people do it for us, which is what our pol whole political system is based on. I hadn't considered it like that before, really. But that's the whole point of it. Because a true democracy is to just enact the will of the people. So in which case, a true democracy would to be have a referendum party, which means mm. that every fucking choice of everything that happens in this country comes down to the people. Yeah. That's a true democracy. Yeah, yeah. We don't have that, because that would be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it shouldn't have happened in the first place in a representative democracy. It's... Mm fucking stupid naive thing for David Cameron to have done but now that it's done how about we reverse that until we actually know what we're going to do yeah because let's face okay. it David Cameron thought it was going to go another way it didn't go his way and then he went <coughs> I don't know what to do now <laughs> now he's hiding <laughs> I'm going to give up and run away from the mess that I've made it's <laughs> not how we're brought up <laughs> he's like a kid he's like a kid who's gone I want cake. And it's been given all of the ingredients to make a cake. And it's thrown it all around the room and gone, that's not cake. Yeah. And then run away. And run away, yeah. And hidden. Yeah. Silly David Cameron. Silly David. He needs to be put on a timeout. I just think, I mean, we've gone pretty hard from like going to believe in the victim into like, Brexit, how have we gone from one to the yeah, other? We've, we've sort of transitioned across. Yeah. <laughs> we were making some really important points on one thing, and now we've gone, what's this over here? David Cameron toddler analogies. We're sorting it all out. We've, Fucking yeah, hell, I can't put all of this on the podcast because what will happen is there will be no more podcasts anymore. <laughs> Nothing to discuss. <laughs> Sorry, I've done it all. Figured it all out. <laughs> Sorry, just go back to episode whatever this is. No, I'm sure the government will fuck something else up next week. There's no, always something shush. to talk about. No chance. <laughs> totally something to put your faith in. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think the problem is is sort of and it, it, it to to sort of tie the two into each other neatly. I think part of the problem is is we just we're not talking enough. Mm. What we're doing is we sh like not me and you. We're talking, <laughs> but what what people are doing by and large is shouting at each other. Yeah. On all of the things, you know, you've got people who want to leave the EU just going, "Well, oh, fuck you! You don't get another referendum. That's yeah. undemocratic." No, it's not. If more people want to do that now than they did then, it's the most democratic thing to do. Fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, but then that's me listening. doing the same thing. <laughs> I'm doing the same thing. I'm now shouting at those sort of people <laughs> via that's a podcast where they can't respond. <laughs> But it's really clever, really, isn't it? Because ultimately, it's it's, it's the public fighting the public. It's when actually, we should all be joining together and overthrowing the government. It's <laughs> classic divide and conquer. Also, on a side note, what, I wonder what Russell Brand's doing at the moment, because he was all for the people for a while and doing stuff, and he seems to have gone quiet. I think it was at one point know. where he was saying about, uh, you know, getting very involved with politics. Like I think Russell Brand is sorry to interrupt. No, but I think fine. Russell Brand is a bit of an Alex Jones-style mm -hmm. character, who is paid lots of money to say some controversial things, but mm. also at the same time to make it quite stupid and quite frivolous. Yeah. So that what it does is it makes that people who think like that look like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. That's what I think he does. Yeah. I think he actually does more harm than good. Mm. Is especially with his character. Yeah. You know, especially it's all whimsical and actually, it's, it's and also it's just 
Yeah, like frivolous and whimsical of his, ooh, I'm just going to, I'm going to yeah. talk like a fucking someone from the 1800s with words that nobody uses anymore for the <laughs> sake of it, just to make me sound silly. <laughs> Come on, mate, how's anyone going to fucking take you seriously? Like, that's a, that's a character. It's not a person. It's not who that person is. I fucking bet Russell Brown doesn't wake up in the morning and talk in that same way. No. And probably doesn't actually give much of a toss about the people either. But maybe I'm maybe I'm cynical. If, and if Russell Brand listens to this and he wants to come and get a tattoo and defend himself, fine. I'll I'll, I'll give him the tattoo and I'll I'll hear him out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give him. <laughs> he can go on the bloody podcast. Exactly. I'll put him on the podcast. <laughs> I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd be up for that. I'd be I would actually be really intrigued to talk to him. Yeah. Um. There you go. Special invitation extended. But I doubt he'd do that. Um. <laughs> But I, I actually do think that he's somewhat, if if not intentionally, unintentionally, I think if, if possibly his intentions are actually really good, I think the media uses him as a way to sort of take his character... And make it silly. And make it silly. Yeah. And make it nonsensical. It might not be fair to level it at Russell Brand. No. Because he might not that's be the, that. That's the thing. I thought for he served a purpose in the fact that he used his platform for the people in a slightly sort of anti-establishment way, which I think is probably a good thing because a lot of people take what they're given as, you know, government-wise and be like, oh, that's what we've got. When actually, you know, history shows that if you if the sort of people join together and cause enough of a fuss, which sounds all a bit mad and a bit uh, idealistic when you put it that way. But, but that's, that's, well, that's historically how things get changed. Like, this is one of the things I think the youth of today needs to really, because they're the ones that are going to be able to do it more so, because they're going to be able to put more time and effort and energy into it for a longer, prolonged period than me who's pushing 40. Do you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it's going to take a long time to, to do this. Mm. But it, it, Brexit is should be an instigator for young people to start going, right, fuck this. We need to change this. Yeah. We need to constantly be pushing to change this and not give up. And every time an election doesn't go their way, come back stronger. Talk to more people. You know, get more people on board and really push to make a difference. Definitely. But from a reasonable point of view. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not asking for much, really. Fucking hell. <laughs> Not much weight to be put on the youth of today's yeah. heads. Come on, youth of today. <laughs> sort it out. Yeah, just clear We up. fucked it up. Yeah. I just listened to Rage Against the Machine and thought that that was how things get sorted. <laughs>